0: Are you ready kids? Hi, aye, aye, Captain. Look at the short. I'm the captain
1: now. Welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. Hello and welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains Grand Final week of the Super Coach round. I'm your host Dano and with me as always we have Pato. Welcome Pato.
0: Hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. I um I can't lie, I'm so glad this day has come because <laughs> I checked out a month ago of Supercoach or my team personally. Um still been keeping an eye on it for the people, but um kind of glad it's over, to be honest, because I have been thinking about 2024 for a while now.
1: Yep, yep. Now um we're gonna go on to the group round winner, uh, which was the Greendale Galaz. Uh, and with a score of 2,649, around 23 rank of 670, and an overall wank wank rank of 1,721. Hey. Oh, blue balls! Uh, so, um,
0: so yeah, Paddo, just getting up and about because this team has four giants in his starting to- squad. Oh man, I was a I was
1: looking at it. And I'm like, that is wank worthy. <laughs> Five giants in total, four in the starting squad. Uh, fuck it we'll go over the giants. So he's got Harry Himmelberg in defense, Tom Green in the middle, Josh Kelly also in the middle, and then Stephen Cornelio up forward with Nick Madden on the pine. Um, talk about the rest of them because I don't care.
0: Um, yeah, lots of the usual suspects. Um, Stuart, Dawson, Sinclair, Day, and Himmelberg in defense went big for him. Um, has Lukey Jackson up in his forward line, which is obviously. Brilliant. He's been on a tear lately. Um, Roel Marshall and English in the ruck line. Um, pretty stock standard apart from that, Dana. Josh Kelly is an interesting one. Um, and Andy Brayshall feels like a little bit of a POD, even though he's had it, put together a really solid year.
1: Yep. Yep. Now, I'm going to do something a bit different because usually we don't do this, but I'm going to go for overall rank here. And we've got one player and one listener, sorry, I should say, in the top 100 at the moment with a rank of. 76, Pado, And that is the Waddy Pod, coached by none other than our friend King Supercoach. So, yeah, freaking kudos there. It took him eh, uh, a, a fair while to crack that top 100, but he's finally done it, Pato. Uh We'll make some comments on his team. Who's he got in there? And there's one very big POD in the middle that is covering Liber at the moment.
0: I um love the question without notice. Um <laughs> Well, the player Start that three. I'm
1: referring to that he's got in the middle is George Hewitt. Um, he got him as cover and I think he got him where he was very, very, very cheap. Is and that the Waddy pod? This is the Waddy pod and he's covering Liber at the moment. Um, George Hewitt with a big 112.
0: All over it. Yeah, that was, that would have been good if you got him in at 200 odd K. Um, the fake primo in defense. <laughs> um, that one stands out to me. Uh, Luke <laughs> Ryan for those playing at home. Um. Darcy Cameron up forward is pretty solid. Um, he's turned himself good. Doesn't have Callum Mills in his midfield, which is always a positive, because that guy has been fucking woeful. Yep, yeah, that is true.
1: That is true, Paddo. Um, So yeah, we've got some interesting stuff, and we've got interesting news. So for those listening, uh, last year, actually, I can't remember if we did it in year one, Paddo. Um, We did a finals week podcast, uh, where we were just talking shit throughout the finals, and talking about footy in general and what we're going to do uh, the next year for Supercoach and players we're going to keep an eye on and shit like that. But for our first week of our finals podcast, Paddo, we've got someone that listeners across many different platforms would know in the Supercoach community.
0: Yes we are lucky enough to be joined by the beautiful human Demo from well formerly of Jock Reynolds fame um they have unfortunately disbanded which is a very sad moment for the super coach content creator community but um him and his partner um Clarky are going on to different things next year so we'll obviously hear all about that next week and we will do a little season Sort of summary, and we will be um, spending a lot of time talking about next year because let's face it, most of us have been thinking about next year for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, 110% Pato. So, for those
1: that still have random trades, um, <laughs> if this is the round to use them, it's grand final week. If you're not in any grand finals, fucking use them anyway because YOLO swag. Uh, so is there anyone on the radar for a big final week? And to be honest, it doesn't really matter about previous history in the final week, does it, Pato? Because if they've only got one game. It doesn't matter who the fuck they are. If they got a really incredible history against their opponents this week, it's time to jump the fuck on.
0: Yeah, so I think, um, I think targeting Gold Coast players might not be too bad for a once-off, um, even if that's a king sort of person, because I think North are going to go pretty hard at losing that game. Yeah, just to make sure they lock in Harley Reed, which is funny because
1: I don't. I think the Suns have lost the last seven games in Tassie.
0: Yeah, I don't think North are going to let that happen.
1: Yeah, they'll try everything in their power to get Harley Reed, hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. do you reckon a Noah Anderson or a Maddie Rael in
0: that case? Maybe not a midfielder because I think North have been tagging. But if they're trying their hardest. They might just tag someone random like Taron Thomas. Uh, Not Taron Thomas, he plays for North. (laughs) They might just try tagging someone random. Yeah, okay. Um, I think worth noting that um, Geelong could be going into the game against the Bulldogs this weekend without either of their key forwards. I'm fucking filthy on that.
1: Absolutely filthy. Because the Dogs can still
0: make it. 110%. I need the Cats to beat the
1: Bulldogs so that I don't have to worry about the Giants. This is fucking... They're they're talking about, oh, yeah, we're focused on next year. Surely, and you're going to be like, come on, Dano, but surely this is kind of like match tampering if you're just going to rest a whole bunch of players because you can't make finals.
0: Well, it's not confirmed that they're resting a whole bunch. It's just confirmed that they won't be playing Cameron or Hawkins. And Hawkins is an old man. I can understand that. Jezza, he might be carrying something, so you don't know. But we'll see what happens there. The other matchup I think is really, really juicy. Mm-hmm. is uh, Port Adelaide versus Richmond. And I and I really think if you jump onto some Port Adelaide players, I think a few of them could go really, really big. Um, I look at obviously a Butters and a Rosie, but even guys like a Dan Houston, I think he could go real big. Uh, I think if you target a forward, um, whether that's a Finn Lason, whether that's, I don't even know who's playing for them at the moment, <laughs> um, like a Todd Marshall, I honestly think these guys could go real big. I think the last four weeks, Richmond have conceded six-plus goals to key forwards, um, and Noah Bolton played forward for two-and-a-half quarters on the weekend. So, obviously, no Jack Rewalt this week means I get the feeling that Bolton may play a whole game up forward, which is our leading intercept defender. So, I think – I mean, we may even bring in a big one to play defense, and that um, Todd Marshall and co will be rubbing their fucking hands together at that um, – cuz you know Biggie is not ready. Uh so yeah I think that's a really juicy matchup honestly. I'm um, a you know, Willy Rioli or a Junior Rioli. I don't know, he's back to Willy Rioli now. Um yeah. I think yeah. even hit, someone like him could go real big and I think that game could get really ugly. Um I hate to say as a as a Tigers fan.
1: What about Carlton defenders Pato? And you probably know where I'm going with this. Like uh, have they been leaking scores against forwards? Who? I'm thinking of Jesse Hogan.
0: Isn't Jesse Hogan retiring and not playing this week? No. What? that someone? Else? No, someone Jesse else.
1: Hogan's twenty-eight years old.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not retiring then.
1: And he just got a uh, one hundred and ninety-seven in Supercoach against Essendon last week.
0: I wouldn't be targeting <laughs> Jesse Hogan just because Carlton have a pretty good defense.
1: Twenty-four disposals, seventeen marks, nine goals, one four tackles.
0: Yeah, I mean, judging off that, who have Essendon got? Collingwood. Yeah, right. Target Darcy Cameron. Just yeah, I was I was just like, "Oh, is healthy Hogan finally a thing?" No, it's never a thing. Are you sure? Yeah, Brisbane played the Gabba this week as well, and they are significantly better up there than anywhere else except for Marvel. So, um it could be a juicy match up there. Um, they play the Saints as well, who will let um, the defenders do what they please. But- there's no real obvious defense options in that Brisbane back line. Um, maybe a Harris-Andrews could have a bit of a spike game if you've got 483k to spend. Um, even a Kitty Coleman um, has been in pretty good form lately as well with a three-run average of 99. Yep,
1: yep, don't mind, don't mind.
0: And I think Tex Walker as well, I mentioned him last week, um, plays the Eagles this week, and I know the Eagles knocked off Brisbane last week, but I can't see them responding too well this week. Um, even though Adelaide don't have a lot to play for, I think Tex Walker still kicks a big bag because he can still statistically win the Coleman and he's not going to know how many goals um, Kerno kicks because Kerno plays on Sunday. So Tex could be eyeing off double figures there.
1: Yeah, right. Um, did you figure out your, how to get your trade
0: history up? Uh, no. I did. Oh, you did? All right, run me through it. Thanks to Rick. Um, he goes... Shout out, Rick.
1: Rick goes, um, well, that, you figure out how to get your trade history yet? I'm like, nope. He goes, I'll send you some
0: screenshots. It's fucked. So, Pato, you shouldn't have to open up a fucking training manual just to access what your trades were for the year.
1: So, are you using your phone or the computer? Computer. Okay. So, in my team, you got field. Yep. You got listening, you got history. Hit history. Yep. yep. And the far right hand side, it says league results, trade history.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I don't know if I want to go through this but we will. Yeah, there's there's some disgusting ones in
1: there. Um Oh Jesus. Yeah, that was a, the player that I was trying to remember that I started with was Gota. And I went Gota over Jack Buckley, Buckley,
0: and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, Gota was one of those more expensive rookies. Yeah, I know. So was Buckley.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's some So jumping off Will Ashcroft in round 6 kind of hurt. I wanted to upgrade because I wanted to upgrade fast. So he was only at three hundred and thirty-one k at that point, but he wasn't showing too much. Yeah.
0: What are some other bad ones?
1: Um, bad ones. Oh, probably Jack Steele, five thirty-seven k in round eight.
0: I brought him in the same week. Yeah, yeah. I think we both discussed it too. We're like, oh yeah. I think I think he played North Melbourne, uh, North or West Coast that week. Oh, the worst trade. Nat five, me go so early
1: on Nat five, so I was like, "It's Fife is life, man. He's gonna come good, surely." Because he, he was like, he played those sub games, and they're like, "Yeah, man, he's going to start this week." It was only two hundred and sixty went- odd thousand, but yeah, that hurts. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, and then the Elliot Yo and round fifteen, <laughs> when I told you not to, you were encouraging people to trade him in. <laughs> What do you want to do? No, know? I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Um, best trade in, whoa. I'd probably, it's a tie for best trade in probably because I got more games out of him, LDU at 497K
0: in round 16. I brought in Merritt in round nine for 582. Whoa. And I think that was a good one. I brought in uh. Bailey Dale in round 11 for 447. I think that was a good one.
1: Wait, did you bring Merritt in at 582? Yeah, in round nine. Round 10, I got him in at 564. There you go. Yeah. But the other two I traded in with him were disgusting. One was five. Mm, gross. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Sorry. Best trade in. Sorry, LDU. Briggs, 254,000. <laughs> 254,000 in round 12. Bang. Thank you. Good night. And Ridley, 475K, round 13 until he got injured was on an absolute tear. Yeah, it's good. i there's, there's some it's good seeing the history, but this this is where it fucks me over. So round two I did one trade and that was Stuart to Dacos because Stuart went out and then all of a sudden he miraculously became better. You're like why? Why you motherfuckers? It's too In, long,
0: that's that's all you need to know.
1: But this is the this is the merry go round of my ruck line. And you're gonna be like, oh that's disgusting. So it was Round three, Sean Darcy out, Darcy Cameron in. Round four, Darcy Cameron out, Toby Nankovic in. Round five, <laughs> Toby Nankovic out,
0: Sean Darcy back in. Yeah. Um, next year, I'm not fucking with the rock line. And I, in fairness, I didn't this year. I held through even Sean Darcy's one-month injury, um, all for him to get injured again <laughs> and have to trade yeah. it back out. But I... Um, I did bring in Briggs and only fielded him for a couple of weeks during the buys and then got him back out in round 15. Um, a lot of people jumped off Rowan Marshall, and he's come real good the last month or two. This is the Marshall
1: so think- that we f- thought would start the season too. Yeah. Like, what's his What's his last lot of weeks? So this is from round 19. He's gone 124, 113, 118, 146, 141.
0: Yeah, that's what when we thought at- we were getting.
1: And then you look at him in his first five rounds, he was 80, 129, 78, 96, 123.
0: It actually, um, and we'll talk, we'll go in depth with this next week. It actually provides really interesting dialogue about the Ruck line next year because Rowan Marshall could almost be a point of difference next year, which is crazy to think about.
1: Yeah, but then you've got guys like Briggs. No, I know for a fact. Only a small percentage. Yeah. Only a small percentage will have the balls. But this is his hair where you said, Oh, I don't think he's got the longevity to keep this up. So he's gone from round 10, 109, 102, 128, 114, 129. He had an 87, which is where you said, Oh, he won't be able to score many 100s after this. He has 107. Then he has a 79 against Adelaide, 91, 104, 122, 115, 139. I. And the thing with Briggs was, his tap work was in question. His tackling and his presence was never in question. His tap work was in pr- in question, but mainly his tank. He's now having like pretty much what half a season, just over half a season, of solid AFL under his belt. Next year he sh- he'll, I reckon he'll last the full season. I'm the only problem is I wish he didn't do this good because now he's going to get priced at what one oh nine point seven unless he. He could, he could be priced at one ten, assuming he gets another what, hundred and fifteen or something.
0: Put it this way, he's going to be more expensive than Max Gorn. He's going to be more expensive than Brody Grundy at Sydney. He's going to be more expensive than a lot of really really good options, um, even Sean Darcy as well. And I I get I get the feeling that Sean Darcy probably won't be a freer next year. And I and you've also got. Um, obviously, Luke Jackson there as well. So I think the rock line will actually be really interesting next year. I don't know whether the value is going to be good enough for Briggs next year, but we'll go yeah. in depth on that.
1: Because Briggs will be the third most expensive rock. You're right. Fuck. At this rate, the most expensive will be Tim English, then Rowan Marshall. If we because it's based solely on average, he's got enough yep. games played. Briggsy, then it's Briggs third at one hundred nine point seven. Then Jared Witz at one hundred eight point eight, and then Max Gorn at one hundred six point five. Then Sean Darcy, then Toby Nank. You go all the way down to Grundy at eighty six point two. I think we'll be. I think every team will start Grundy next year. I reckon his yep, best bet's and- going to Port, not Sydney, but Port. Imagine him feeding the fucking likes of Rosie and Butters and shit. And he's an Adelaide boy as well. Like if uh, Brody Grundy next year, if he's in Adelaide, in my opinion, like Port, he's a lock. Biggest, he'll be the biggest, he'll be the Romar. (laughs) How we talked up Romar being heavily discounted and could go number one. Romar, in the end, everyone jumped off him and he's what ranked number two out of the rucks.
0: Yeah. And then the R1 will be the interesting one whether people go with Gorn, whether they go with English, whether they go with Jackson, Darcy, Witts, uh, Marshall. Really interesting discussion there. Yeah, anyway, we, we'll go to my yeah. trades. I, my first yep. eight weeks are absolute fucking hellers, and I'm happy to share with that in the hopes that people can learn from my mistakes. But in round two, I traded out Tanner Bruin to Jason Horn Francis. Yeah. And I traded out Josh Kelly to Tom Green. Josh Kelly had a one-week suspension, and oh. you never trade out after one week, but yeah. I did because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Round three, I traded out Jordan Ridley, which in hindsight is actually a good trade, c- considering his role that early, in for Dacos. So that was a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, you had um, to get I that. And out. In. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, um, and and I traded out Bodie Euland, who I started to K Chandler. So they, they're two good trades in round three, because um, yeah. Chandler ended up making three hundred and fifty odd four hundred k for me. Yeah. Round four, I traded out Jason Horn Francis. So for a net gain of 30,000 for Will Phillips, who actually did make decent coin, even though he didn't play properly for a few weeks after that. Uh, and I traded out Campbell Chester because he got injured um, and I brought in Will Day. So not a horrible trade there. Um, the Horn Francis debacle. Let's not talk about it.
1: There,
0: Round five. After sitting on this guy for five weeks, I traded out Sam Doherty. So I clopped all of his bad scores And then I traded him out for Tom (laughs) Barras. And again, let's not talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Round six, uh, Oscar Baker out for Matty Roberts. Um, In hindsight, not a bad trade, but just unlucky because Roberts got injured the week after. Um, Traded out McKenzie for Johnson, Matty Johnson, um, which wasn't a horrible trade. And traded out Tom Green because he was out for two weeks and I brought in one, Tuk Miller, and that is the week he got injured. Hmm. So not only did he get injured, he lost 32K the next week and I traded him out. I brought in Seamus Mitchell, which wasn't a bad trade. Um, I traded out Connor McKenna, was happy with his cash, and brought in one Jordan Degoe. That ain't a good trade. Mm. Um, and I traded out Lockie Cowan for Canelio, which wasn't horrible. Cornelio was under 500K and I thought he was a pretty solid F6 sort of guy. So I'm not too upset with that. Um, round eight, I traded out Will Setterfield. So I started Will Setterfield, so I wasn't wasn't horrible about that situation because I got the eight yeah. weeks of pretty okay scoring and I got injured, so he had to go. Um, but I traded in Jack Steele, so that wasn't good, just mm-hmm. the wrong target really. Um, and I traded out green with an E on the end. I don't even know what green that is. Fergus. Fergus, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, he got dropped, I think, that week. Uh, for Chin Kato, which wasn't great because he ended up getting dropped not too long after that. Um, mm-hmm. And round nine was when it picked up a little bit more. So I finally got Barass out after sitting on my pride for, what was that, three weeks? I No, four weeks. I thought, no, nah, he's got to go. And I brought in Tom Stewart at 600K. That was fine. Um, had to get rid of Barass. Traded out Ashcroft, which in hindsight was way too early because he was at three hundred seventy-three thousand. Ended up getting to about five fifty, so lost out on a bit of cash gen there. But I brought in Weddle, who made pretty decent coins, so not the worst trade, but certainly not great. Um, and I traded out Ruben Jinby as well for Zach Merritt, so not horrible there. Around ten, I brought in Sam Walsh for Hopper, so let's not talk about that because Sam Walsh was six hundred and ten thousand. And that was a couple of weeks before he was – like. at that stage, it looked like he was getting forward status. So I thought, oh, yeah, Sam Walsh well up forward, you beauty. Um, yeah, not good. Uh, we won't talk about my other two trades there because they weren't great. Um, <laughs> brought in Bailey Dale in round 11, that was good. Um, Briggs in round 12, that was fine at 254K like everyone did. Um to go, he went out by round 13 because he got that suspension. I brought in Lockie Neal so. Not great, but not horrible. Lockie Neal is a, a pretty well, well-known name. Um, round 14, I traded out Crips, which was right when he came good. So any crypt <laughs> owners, you're welcome. Um and and that was for five as well. So that's a fucking howler. Um, <laughs> Also brought in Jack Sinclair in round fourteen for five fifty two k. So I was happy with that one. He's actually had a really good close to the year. And then you traded um, out steel. Steel? No, 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 not yet, not yet. That's that's coming. That's coming. <laughs> um, round fifteen, I made four trades, which is pretty nutty. Um, finally brought in Dawson. So a lot of people actually brought in Dawson at a really inflated price in the sort of six fifty plus range, and. I I cl- I I felt like he was just on a tear and he wasn't going to average 120 on the year, so I was happy with waiting for him to come down a little bit more. Um, brought him in at 573k, so I was fine with that. Even though his form hasn't been great, but he's getting a bit of attention lately. Um, and at that stage, I was looking for some POD, so I brought in Luke Parker, which hasn't was okay, but certainly not great. But I knew the risk in bringing in Parker. Yeah. Um, round sixteen, I traded out Fife. And I traded in Ben Keys, so that wasn't yeah. great in hindsight. Also, had an option of either Flanders or Windhager in round sixteen, and <laughs> you know <laughs> I chose Windhager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, didn't and I, was that was Tuk- I was worried about I was worried about Took Miller coming back in and sort of ruining Flanders, but. Anyway, we're going with Sexy Flanders. Um, around seventeen, Jack Steele okay Art for okay. Mills.
1: We'll speed. We'll speed it up because we've still got the captain stuff to go. We've only got just over six minutes left, Pado So, yeah. um, any any other real quick major, good or bad? Uh no, no. Yeah, uh, fair. Alright, guys. So we're not co- well, guys and gals and everything in between. So we're not called the Super Coach Co. Captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. So. The grand final week we have, on Friday, Essendon versus
0: Collingwood. Pato, who you got? I like Zach Merritt. I think think he's due for a big sort of 140, 150 game.
1: I like Darcy Parrish, so this will be interesting. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And for a cheeky random one, Darcy Cameron as a POD. Well, POD VC, if you want, considering Essendon's defense was shite.
0: As Um, a VC? No way.
1: we're given we random
0: options. Anyway, Saturday. All
1: right. Hawthorne versus Frio, MCG.
0: This don't is like a it. tough one because I think Hawthorne are going to go after both of the Frio mids, Sarong and Brayshaw. Yeah, okay. I think they've been conceding pretty low ruck scores, so I don't think Luke Jackson is a great option. I think maybe a Luke Ryan could be an okay option. Ooh. um it also depends on how you think this game will go because Hawthorne have been in good form and they could knock off Rio at the G.
1: Yeah, yeah. They can't go up or down in their ladder position, so. Don't
0: no, really so, and they're actually favourites in the game as well, which is a little bit interesting, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe a Sicily. Yeah. I think uh, Freo did not enter the ball inside 50 well at all. Uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, North Melbourne versus Gold Coast at Blundstone. Yeah, I think there's plenty of good Gold Coast options there. Um, Flanders. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, Anderson, Rao. Um, I think the smaller Grand will suit, Rau. I think it'll be. What about Tooke? He He's been tagging, so he may go to an LDU. Yeah, okay. I was thinking maybe the She's. Oh, that's not a bad shout. Mm. Yeah, anyway. He no knows he has been doing really well.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lions versus St Kilda at the Gabba. Big game. Big game.
0: Yeah. Uh, you got to go with Romar. Lockie Neal has a big one. got to go Roma. Romar. Yeah, I don't mind that, actually. That's like a good shout.
1: Who they got, Ruckham from Darcy Fort, isn't it?
0: No, no, no. Um, Is Big O, well, o back? McInerney's back.
1: Oh, okay. That's lame.
0: And Romar still- had 99 against them last time with McInerney.
1: I'll still go St Kilda uh, um, with Romar with that one. Um, not tipping them, though. Brisbane should lock them down. <laughs> uh, anyone else? No. No. Uh, Geelong versus Western Bulldogs. Can't pick any Geelong players because you don't know who the fuck is playing at GMHBA. Surely they want to get a home win to finish the season.
0: Nah. Nah. Their their season's done. Um, I think the Brownlow medalist could do well. The average is 100 down there.
1: Christian Petrarca doesn't play for Western Bulldogs. <laughs>
0: No, it doesn't, <laughs> but Bontempelli does. <laughs> oh, shit. He's averaging 129, Dano. Yeah. He'll start at 700K next year, and that's an interesting discussion, which we'll save for next week. Fuck that shit. <laughs> One score below 100 all year, Dano. Yeah.
1: We knew he was consistent.
0: That's why we both started. Yep. Yep. Out. The, One of the starting picks that actually went right for me.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll move on. <laughs> Eagles versus the Crom at Optus Stadium.
0: Tex Walker.
1: Have you you seen the theory on why West Coast are playing good?
0: Because Adam Simpson's trying to help out his old team.
1: So they lost by one to Essendon. They they got thumped by Frio. Yeah, shit. Um, They beat the Doggies. And what did they do? They won. And then they beat North. Um, it's ever since Harley Reid, the Harley Reid news said, like people, the rumor was that he doesn't want to go to West Coast. They've won two out of four games and almost beaten Essendon. So they almost won three out of four. Ever since Harley Reid said, yeah, he, uh, well, he didn't say it, but the rumor was that he doesn't want to go to West Coast.
0: You know what's crazy? North Melbourne could have three first round draft picks this year because they're asking for a concession pick, and they have also rumored to be getting a first round compensation for losing Mackay. Yeah, fuck. So that rebuild will be fast tracked, and that will be yeah. pretty good, pretty soon, I think.
1: But if they keep loading him with mids, like they're already shit in defence, they need a better, and they're going to lose Mackay. So anyway,
0: mate, they've um, got the best best key forward in the comp.
1: Back to this um, Eagles versus Crom, Laird, Dawson, fucking Texan. The tech, the tech. Yeah, this is an interesting though good. one
0: though because. Adelaide can't make finals, so I don't know if there's a heaps to play for. So mm. I, I would be steering clear of a of captaining a, a player in a team whose team can't make finals.
1: Uh we got less than three minutes left and we've got three games. So Sunday, Port Adelaide versus Richmond at Adelaide Oval. What? Rosie Butters. Games yeah, at twelve a
0: thirty thing. Melbourne time. How random. Yeah. You said a cheeky, uh, cheeky oh, Yeah, a any cheeky point uh, This I I think this will be a hundred point when to wow. put Adelaide, so... Uh-oh. Skip that, then Take your pick. Take yeah. your pick. Oh, Dan Houston.
1: Fuck, imagine yeah. pulling out a yeah. captaincy on Dan Houston and he goes like 170. Anyway.
0: Yeah, if you have him, do it. Trust me. <laughs> Trust. Trust.
1: Um, Sydney versus Melbourne. SCG. Second last game.
0: Very, very interesting game, this one. I think Max Gorn will go big Um, if yeah. Grundy doesn't play and it doesn't look like he will. Uh I, I feel like Mills goes to Petrarca, so I think that nullifies things and then that might leave Oliver to go nuts, but then again Sydney could pull a double tag. Mm. So very interesting game, this one. Yeah. I don't mind Petrarca. I don't mind him. Imagine if we go into this last game with the Giants needing to win by a certain amount of points.
1: Don't don't say that. Um, <laughs> last game, Carlton versus Giants at Marvel Stadium. I'm I'm gonna make a bold call in this one, Pato. Oh, well, here we go. So, Tom Green just um, set a personal best of a, uh, 39 disposals last week. I reckon he'll crack 40. That's not that bold. He's never done it before. Um, shit, minute, uh, less than a minute to go. Um, yeah. Anyone Nick in this Newman. one, Pato?
0: Nick, Nick, Nick Newman. Newman. Whoa, big. Whoa.
1: Nick Newman for the PODC. Um, Canelio. Don't mind a Canelio. I reckon the Giants will pull out all stops in this one.
0: Yeah. Well, they got to win. Yep. Anyway, Pato, what's your Twitter handle? We missed the questions for the week, but anyway. Yeah, we're not going to have time. <laughs> All right. Twitter handle. We'll answer questions about next year, next week. P-A-T-T-O-S-T-C-C.
1: Mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-T-C-C. So from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato, And this is us signing. Fuck off.